And and that was my introduction to community building uh, when community building was not a buzzword at that point in time. Why don't you give us a quick uh, update on the announcement with uh, Thread as a company? Sure. Three, three announcements, right? So the first one... Abhishek, what was your point of entry into Threado story? Like what automation is like? Uh, automation is what uh, brings Threado to life, and uh, you can like it's so fascinating to see the complex workflows you can build and how it provides value to the end customer. What do you have in mind to kind of carry the torch forward? Yeah, I think the the first and fundamental thing uh, the the trans across the team is. Is, is to provide value to people. Hey everybody, welcome to the Building Public Podcast. I'm your host KP and on this show, I interview world-class entrepreneurs, ambitious startup founders, creators and builders on the internet who are boldly building the future in public. This podcast is my excuse to take you all on a curious journey to understand, learn and hopefully be inspired by the worldviews, insights, and stories of these fabulous people changing the world. So far, I've gotten the rare privilege to sit down with incredible guests like Gary Vee, Alexis Ohanian, Kat Cole, Sahil Levingia, and many more leaders. So check out the full podcast listing at buildingpublicpodcast.com. Now buckle up and get ready for our latest episode. Hello, welcome everybody to the Building Public Podcast. I'm your host, KP, and I am thrilled to bring a brand new team, a startup, um, to the pod. Today, um, joining me will be Pramod, uh, the CEO of, co-founder and CEO of Threado. We have Abhishek joining me uh, again cto co-founder of threado and then we got shrath you know now a second time guest on the pod shrath kurganti joining us the head of community at threado welcome to the show guys thanks a lot kp um this is a first for us as well so so looking forward to uh this session yeah yeah thanks. excited um I've been hearing about Threader mostly through Sharath. He's been biting my ear off about the updates, the story, and, you know, what you're building, the vision. And so, you know, of course, a lot of my audience knows that Sharath's a close friend of mine. So, you know, that's really the context there. But today in this um, interview, I really wanted to kind of dig deeper into the backstory of how Threado came along, um, came about, and, you know, promote how you explored various ideas before landing on, you know, the gold mine that Threado is, and, you know, how you recruited your first customer, first paying customers, um, how you built up the first MVP. You know, we got Abhishek to talk about roadmap, maybe some of the technical stuff, and Sharath to cover, you know, what community initiatives have been exciting so far and what's next. So, um, or also, I have, I know uh, we have an announcement that you want to share, promote, and, you know, with, with the audience. So, super excited to get there. So, for for folks who may have never heard about Threado, um, give us a quick intro. Give us a 30-second, 60-second intro what Threado is and broad problem uh, it's solving. Sure. Thanks, KP. And um, in a nutshell, Threado is the command center for community builders. Uh, what we built is a platform that you can plug into Slack, Discord, Discourse, Twitter, or GitHub. Uh, we built this product for community builders, community managers, community teams to... 
um, get insights on what's really happening in the community um, and help them save time, automate operational tasks so that, you know, um, we can take care of the member workflows and everything and they can focus on actual community building, right? So our early partners really love how actionable the dashboard is. Um, we built it for the community operators. Um, a lot of tools are built for decision makers. I think like, you know, uh, you know, we wanted to be that uh, companion app for community builders and that's what Thredo stands for. I love that. I think um, especially with the uh, clarity around the user persona that you described, which is community builders, community operators, uh, I think um, that's an underserved niche in my view. So I'm really excited that you're building tooling for them to, you know, um, operate at a better level. Um, I also uh, know that there is an announcement that you've been sitting on and I don't want to wait until the end of the uh, episode for that good news to be shared. So why don't you give us a quick uh, update on the announcement with uh, Thredo as a company? Sure. Uh, I've been waiting to do that. There are actually three announcements, right? So the first one is, uh, yeah, so we uh, are announcing today our seed round of $3.1 million. Um, we've got some amazing investors on board. Um, so the round has been led by Vertex Ventures. Uh, they were one of the first investors in Grab and a leading, uh, you know, uh, VC firm in the India and Southeast Asia region uh, and globally as well. Uh, there's Gemba Capital, Speciale Invest Point One, and we have over 30 angels who participated in our seed round as well. So these include uh, wow. Dipinder Goel, Pankaj Chadda, uh, who are founders at Zumato, where I worked earlier, um, Krishan RR from Chargebee. Um, um, you know, we have Abhishek Goel from Traction, Anish Reddy from Capillary and, and several other marquee angel investors. So, um, really happy to have a very supportive set of, uh, investors on board who really wish, um, uh, for us to succeed and believe in the space. Um, and which leads me to the second announcement, right? The second one is that we, we are live now, um, you know, after, uh, uh, you know, being in beta with a handful of customers, we, you know, opened up our access uh, just a few weeks back with our uh, waitlist. We received some great response and, um, uh, you know, we've taken our product live. So you can head over to threado.com uh, in a matter of clicks, connect your community and, and really start delighting your uh, community members. Um, and and the third announcement is we we are going live in in just a matter of like a couple of days. So on on August second we're going live on Product Hunt. Um, so definitely do check out Thredo Thredo and uh, share your feedback. Um, you know with Sharath also coming in and taking a leaf out of your book, KP. We are building this in public, uh, so would love feedback in public as well. Um, and yeah, looking forward to exciting next few weeks from here. Yeah. Nice, love it. Um, again, you packed. Um a lot of great points into that answer there promote um, my favorite part from what i heard so far is you know one it's now open it's public right and um there will be evolution of the product of course what it is today will not be what it will be in six seven months or even a year but it the journey is happening in public now so there's no escape which is great you know that's how you you know we all learn and that's how we get feedback and get better and as founders and as founding team and as you know everybody on the team as well i think it's uh it's a net net uh, positive thing because it's going to help you develop thick skin over the long run, right? So this is awesome. Super excited for you guys. We'll plug in um, the product hunt launch in the show notes. We'll plug in uh, the link to your website, throttle.com in the show notes. Uh, but also a fascinating 
um, summary of like all the uh, great stalwarts who came together for your fundraising round. You know, uh, it's a great co-sign coming from the India Southeast ecosystem for you. Um, also talks, seems to me that it speaks volumes of the social capital and reputation, goodwill you built, um, you know, in, in that ecosystem. But that leads me to my next question, which is, so what, what were you doing before? Right. Like, I'm, I'm very curious about your backstory and, you know, the startup or a company that you worked at before and what you did there. Yeah, sure. Um, so I have an engineering qualification. So like, you know, did my engineering at IIT Kharagpur and then moved on to Bain. Um, um, so spent three years, uh, like my first three years in professional career at Bain. And that's where uh, I was fortunate enough to meet the founders of Zomato. So literally saw Zomato take birth as a weekend project there. Um, that was my introduction to the, you know, you could say the Indian startup space as well. So saw it sort of grow uh, from a weekend project to a full-blown startup. And uh, I was looking to move on from Bain at that point uh, in 2010. Um, and, uh, you know, Dependent and Pankaj uh, um, had an opportunity on the marketing side. So like, you know, uh, for me, I was taking a leap of faith. I'd worked with them before and I was really curious on, um, what they were building. So it was a no brainer to just join them and, uh, experience the journey. Um, I had, uh, not thought about where we will be or like, you know, so on, uh, it was just a, a leap of faith. And, um, so yeah, initially I thought I'll be there for a couple of years, but it ended up being eight and a half, uh, um, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed my journey there. Um, joined um, and to build out the marketing uh, team and the user growth side of things and uh, did that for majority of my time there. Like I was uh, VP marketing at Zomato for the longest period of time um, during my eight and a half year journey. Um, uh, my exp like I, I'd say it was a very non-linear experience uh, of helping um, you know, build a marketing team, like, you know, growing the user base from a few thousands of uh, users to millions and helping set up Zomato in different markets. Um, that gave me a lot of like understanding of, uh, how to think about, um, user growth, how to leverage content and community to get users growing. So we, you know, we had a very strong content and community playbook that formed the backbone of Zomato. Um, and uh, at our peak, uh, this is pre-2016, we had 35 community managers um, across the globe um, who were wow. basically like the sole focus was how do we add value to our customers? How do we help them add value to each other? Um, and, and that was my introduction to community building uh, when community building was not a buzzword at that point in time, right? So uh, that that's like my background on uh, like the journey at Zomato and I moved on in 2019, uh, took a break after that uh, for a year and a half uh, when I explored multiple ideas before starting Threado. Yeah. Love that backstory. Um, also love how you were slightly ahead of the curve with, um, you know, community building and even like, you know, exploring and experimenting with that space. Um, so while we have these two guests here, I'm also going to throw some questions at them, you know, um, so we can like, uh, keep this more of a, um, broader conversation. So, um, Abhishek, what was your point of entry into Threado story? Like what made you get excited about what, you know, Pramod was doing and what brought you into the team? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I'll also give a slightly backstory about myself. So I've been a computer science engineer. I was 
backend engineers into Java and building CRM systems for multinational clients. And uh, but yeah, I always had this thing to build my own startup. So I took a break from uh, coding and did my MBA. Uh, went into like IT consulting, got that business experience, and finally in 2015 I uh, quit my job to start my own company. Uh, so that time I was extremely like uh, interested into how uh, social interaction takes place on digital platforms. So I wanted to build a better platform so that people can uh, uh, publish content easily. And not only that, they everybody on the internet can come and consume it uh, more easily, can interact on it, uh, collaborate more uh, in a much better manner. So improving the engagement on uh, online content so started building that but i made a big mistake i, I uh, like drastically underestimated the effort it's gonna take me to build that so i jumped into in single-handedly tried to build the entire system myself uh, failed at it so so i thought okay uh, let's uh, go back like work for a few startups and then come back after a few years so between 2015 and 2020, like I worked for three startups, uh, build their entire like tech product and uh, and tech teams also. And in 2020, I thought now I am again ready to take a shot again at uh, building uh, a company uh, of my own. And that is when I started. Uh, I didn't want to make the same mistake again, so I started looking for a co-founder. And through one of my friends, I met Pramod. Uh, so yeah, when he like uh, described the idea about uh, building something for the community that immediately struck me, I thought, okay, this is exactly my area, which I'm extremely passionate about. It will give me a chance to work on something uh, uh, where I can uh, like uh, help uh, maybe improving the online experiences of how people uh, like uh, interact on digital platforms. So uh, I immediately said yes and uh, and also, like over a period of time, I think uh, it was super. Like uh, working with Pramod was like super uh, collaborative, and I enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, so yeah, I think the rest is history. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, it, it seems like a theme that I've noticed. Um, you know, and and we'll get to it in a second. Where you know, working with Pramod is more collaborative, and I think it's been a theme that I've noticed. Uh, so Sharath, back to you. <laughs> Um, what was your entry point to Threadon? What got you super excited about the potential here? Yeah, I feel uh, it was like, what, January 2022, the beginning of this year, uh, I heard Threadon for the first time when they approached me to hunt one of their side projects, which was actually very weird because I usually get requests from people that, hey, can you hunt my startup? And these guys are like building side projects, like, you know, on steroids. I'm like, what the fuck? This this is new to me as well. So kind of like hopped on a call with them, and uh, then I kind of understand they're they're kind of creating value first before even selling anything. That one impression actually kind of added more uh, reasons for me to like join the team. Uh, but yeah, long story short, that was my first interaction, and the second interaction was I was one of the. Uh, first guest, I guess, for the show Community Hour, which you were on as well. Uh, it's kind of like felt really authentic. Uh, these folks, they're not, they're not trying to like, you know, 
sell anything or they they're not trying to like you know uh make a big splash of it they're just making human conversations which is the second impression i had like uh interacting with the team and when i was actually looking uh after my transition from on deck uh i've spoke to like more than 70 to 100 founders and wow. like literally like 5 to 10% people actually get why they're building community and promote was one of them and i was like hopped on a call with him and he was more passionate about like doing things and he never sold me the product he was like what what initiatives can we do together what ca- what kind of value you've learned working at teams like product hunted on deck before so he's kind of like very curious so uh overall i think you know uh these impressions added like compounded over time and it it made me like a no brainer decision uh i felt like once we we were uh synced aligned with uh, what we want to do together in the next few months years uh and i was like yes let's let's hop on the the joy ride and to like you know create something uh something memorable something meaningful uh for the rest of our lives as well so uh i joined recently it's been like uh 3 and a half weeks so far but i've been working with the team that's why i say this often like it's very collaborative it's not like uh i'm not taking orders or then i'm not giving orders it's more like uh feels like a rally like you know you shoot your shot they kind of come back with you know some feedback you know it's kind of like very collaborative that way so that's why i love i love like each and every day so far and uh looking forward for you know doing great things here seems like you're off to a great start um yeah. is what i'm you know feeling so so back to you promote um a lot of founders who might be listening to this you know uh may have been in your shoes in 2019 2020 when you were exploring the what they call idea maze right what is the right startup for me what is the right idea that i should explore and go all in on um what was your journey like first of all end to end in a nutshell uh were, were you all did you already know that thread was your idea and like that's what you wanted to do or did you hop you know from one to the other and so that's the you know summary of what was the journey and then more importantly what were some key lessons that you can reflect on yeah sure um yeah it, it was not like super clear when i moved out what i had been doing uh, definitely not the case and thread was not even in picture i think until 2020 uh so the first one and a half years i i just felt um every idea that came was like this is it <laughs> and um <laughs> let's uh, go build it and i had like six ideas like that so um yeah wow. I, i i don't know if i'd recommend the same journey right right now, um but it was it worked for uh, uh me thankfully uh, but a few things that um i'd say from that phase was it's important to go through that phase and take time to find um what you really want to do because if you have constraints on hey okay i need to do it in two months or so then then you may not explore the full potential um so that was important for me to give myself uh that runway like how any founder thinks of like for the startup a runway like for me personally it was important to give runway to um really land on that idea right so that was super important um when i started out uh then it was more of just letting myself go in different directions i think like i would say getting lost in different directions and then uh reflecting back uh is what happened um but when i was in the moment it always felt like this idea was great i think in hindsight those six other ideas were 
they have potential. I've seen startups take off in those spaces, um, but I probably was not the right founder to take the take on that problem because uh, I didn't experience those problems myself. Uh, it was not in uh, my DNA or like, you know, I didn't have passion in that space. Um, so while fundamentally I could understand, okay, there is an opportunity there. Um, but I, 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 you know, within a month or so, or like after some time, I'd feel like it's not something that I should be pursuing. Um, and yeah, so I think it's super important to give that space, uh, for yourself to explore second, I think like have an eye for, um, what you could call as founder market fit. Um, like what's the overlap between what you have done, what problems you faced, what are you passionate about? That's even more important. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and I think that's consistent with the other founders that I've spoken to as well. Like, you know, I, I, you know, because it's a long marathon, right. You know, that you are going into, uh, if you're not passionate about it, then, uh, it, maybe it's not the right thing to start, uh, uh, into, right. But anyway, that there's no right or wrong there, but I just felt that I, it's better to pick us, uh, pick a problem, which I have experienced and was passionate about. Um, so when pandemic hit, it was a reset time for me. Uh, and at that point it was one and a half years post Zomato. I was literally thinking like, you know, what's really happening in my life. And, uh, then went back to the whiteboard and these were the frameworks or like the guardrails, which I put, um, on deciding what I should do next. And, um, the apart that the other aspect was the problem itself, like, um, you know, solve a problem that is big, that's large and that's growing. Um, right. And, and if you combine that with the context that you have from past, and, uh, I think it is important for me to understand the persona, like, you know, be that persona myself, uh, in the past. So, um, yeah, those are some of the learnings from that phase. And then I started Threado after that. Right. Um, uh, and I started Threado as a side project, to be honest. So I was just like, um, actually some of the previous ideas I was waiting for a tech co-founder and never really found. So, um, but, um, I could have done a better job at that point with using no code tools. I actually went the route of learning to code and build the first mm -hmm. version of thread. And I wish I had have met Abhishek many months earlier uh, than like, you know, we, we met like a few months, uh, late. And, uh, I think it would have been great if we had met like, you know, uh, a few months earlier when I was starting thread. <laughs> Have you taken a, um, a loom video or downloaded like a recording of your first MVP to keep it in like the gallery for hall of fame of how, how, how great it looked or how bad it looked. I do have, there's a photo <laughs> somewhere. I, I have in shots. I have videos. Um, okay, first version. I was on top of the moon, right? I, I'm, I wasn't a coder before. So even the shittiest version of the product, like seemed like an achievement. So I sent it to my wife and I'm celebrating with my friends. So. <laughs> So another lesson that you shared or learning you shared with me privately, um, which, which I wanted to explore with you here was around how you felt a sense of idea pull was this idea push on some of the other ideas was this, you know, what you felt with Thredo. Can you double click on that and share what, what that is about and how founders should keep an eye out for that? Yeah, sure. Uh, actually that, that was the initial phase of Thredo and, and around the time when I met, uh, Abhishek as well. So, uh, prior to that, like I had built this MVP, uh, and we had a different product. Um, and, um, you know, we spoke to, like, I spoke to like, you know, multiple community builders, um, and, and that product needed the community builders to like switch the platform. Like we were a forum based product at that point. 
Um, and while people acknowledge the problem, I think the solution that we had was not the right way to approach it. So one of the principles that I realized after that is, you know, be passionate about the space and the problem, but not wedded to the solution. Um, so as we spoke to like, I think it was about 70 community builders, we just realized that there was this friction on the feedback would be like, this is a great product, but you know, they just wanted to be nice to me and, and, and not really say no. Um, but they would not switch to the product, right? So um, that happened often and, and they just felt that too much effort had to go in to really get someone to log in and like set up their community on that product, right? So when Abhishek and I met, we brainstormed that, hey, here, okay, let's take a step back. Um, here's what we are seeing in the space, right? Where are the opportunities? What are the problems that we are hearing? How should we even think like from first principles to solve this? Um, and it emerged that, you know, there are n number of tools today where engagement happens, right? And uh, in the community space. So it's not really about creating another platform. Um, and, and that is what we, we, we felt that, you know, the right way to think about it is what fundamental problems are community builders facing and members facing in communities. Let's try and solve that. And let's go where the market is, right? So if we are seeing an explosion of communities on Discord, Slack, and, and uh, you know, other platforms, let's start building there. So we actually went back to these community builders or community leaders who we'd spoken to. Um, and I was part of OnDeck around the same time, the OnDeck community builders cohort. So that gave me a right. great playground to actually validate this uh, new direction that we were taking. Uh, and we just saw a pull that, hey, like, you know, this will be great. I just want to try the product. Do you have a prototype, right? So they are more curious. They were asking about like a product which was just on a whiteboard. Um, and uh, almost everyone said that they, we never had that response before, right? There was no pull. There was no excitement in the eyes. Um, they wanted to like really get the product as quickly as possible. So that I think that was a key learning for me. I think even now we do customer discovery calls on a weekly basis primarily to validate, hey, where are we seeing that pull? Where are we seeing that excitement? Um, and use those signals to prioritize a roadmap, right? Uh, that's super important. Yeah, I think that's, that's a fantastic um, learning. You know, a lot of uh, founders, you know, it's like a rite of passage that they have to go through this, you know, learning moment to really, uh, you know, cement this in their head. Um, thanks for sharing. So let's jump um, topics here. I, I have a community question, then I'll come back to, uh, to some uh, roadmap questions for Abhishek. So community-wise, Sharath, um, you mentioned you really were fascinated by and taken aback, taken aback by the uh, side project as a growth lever mm -hmm. approach mm -hmm. that Thredo, you know, Thredo has been doing. What specific community initiatives have um, impressed you so far? And what do you have in mind to kind of carry the torch forward yeah i think the the first and fundamental thing uh the that runs across the team is 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 to provide value to people you know uh not to like like how pramod was mentioning uh see that aha moment like in their eyes and you know kind of like awe them once in a while so uh the side project like growth uh was like a fantastic you know gateway for uh, to get into customer like near near to them and some of the initiatives that attracted me is fundamentally the community hour they're doing uh monthly ones and they're collaborating with cmx india they're doing like multiple like you know events before i joined and uh making that hell out of noise in the community by just inviting a lot of other community builders is something that really attracted me and i feel like no one else is kind of amplifying that way 
they more like mm-hmm. uh, dive deeper into uh you know products or like you know things of that nature but it's all about empowering founders to build more communities creators to build more communities i i i have a uh, thing here i wanted to like right off fresh off of my hand david sachs famously said don't build a product build a movement yep i feel like you know it's so rare that we see founders um who can actually execute that playbook it's very hard to pull that off right Absolutely. like tesla is not a product or a car it's a movement Absolutely. to go you know to go ev first and also make ev sexy that's the movement and if you see some of the greatest like the, i think it's very very hard to break through to the top 1% of startups it's easy to start a startup correct because you know today 2022 you have all these tools everybody's got a startup but it's so hard to build a story that 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 people want to rally behind correct people want to be a piece of that story absolutely and i think that's where what i enjoyed just you know from afar and the reason why i'm doing this podcast with you guys is that very few startups actually at a dna level understand that storytelling aspect that narrative aspect the movement and even in the very early days this is just a seed level i know this is not like year 10 this is just year 1 or 2 i feel like you guys have an instinctive understanding of what it takes to build that story at a global level and again this is not a regional like some small time story this is a global you know story i think um that we can aspire to again of course it's not going to be perfect but it's worth a shot i think absolutely it's about time it's about time and very few uh companies startups in this particular space uh they're making noise but not in the right way so it's 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 just that thin layer right there is a very uh you know uh you have to be very intentional and promote and the rest of the team are like very intentional every every move they make uh and that's why i i was like okay instantly hooked to it and i feel the future uh what we're we're trying to do yeah what plans do you i'm curious about yeah yeah what plans do you have the next two three quarters sure i feel we we are heavily uh uh moving towards creating a category meaning uh in the community space we want to own a category create a create own and dominate that category just like how uh love it. take drift as an example they've created conversational marketing as a category owned it dominated it so we're kind of in the process of even maven maven yeah maven created cbc said the category and dominated and owned it exactly yeah. and uh we're in the process of like finding that that hook and that's why we're we're creating a hell lot of noise with you know, launching opening up with uh, the product to the public taking these calls on a weekly basis and introducing ourselves to like you know wide variety of uh startups and you know creators so so on and so forth so the first step i want to do is in that process i want to bring uh people who've created categories especially in the community space and want to do like a podcast so inspired by you want to like create a podcast within threado that's like the step one share these stories to empower founders uh the further down the line we want to like we have like community os as a as a as kind of like a resource right now which is kind of like right very uh high value but it's kind of like underappreciated as as of now but i want to like you know convert that into like a seven or eight week course kind of build like a nice like a lengthy process where we we make people involved with us and we help them 
build a community in the process of like take office hours, like inviting experts like yourself or, you know, uh, helping them ha- like hand holding them to like, you know, go from A to Z in their journey of building a community and somewhere down the line, want to plug thread over, but that's not the goal. The goal is to like empower more founders to like do things. So on the same topic, uh, you, you- Sorry, you finished your thought. I have something to say. Yeah, yeah. So on the same topic, we want to do uh, uh, some other initiatives like community hackathons, which were never done before. Uh, it's kind of like a week-long hackathon where we involve community builders to participate, where they can compete with each other, like, you know, uh, take grab those small wins to go to the end goal. Uh, eventually, we want to do like a, a super peer program slash like an ambassador program championing the ambassadors. Uh, we all I have also thought about uh, which I, I think I never heard of some kind of like community Oscar awards where we kind of reward people right in, in the space, uh, best startups, uh, similar to golden kitties from product. Hunt, yeah. Right? So similar to golden kitties, how they actually empower makers. We want to empower community builders, you know, uh, with a larger goal. So there is a lot in the plate. We're just like, kind of, like I said, uh, the goal is to create a category and we're to making moves towards that goal and uh, yeah, excited to like, you know, kickstart these things uh, with, with the folks. Thank you, Shara. That was uh, that was a great insight into what is coming down the line with the community um, at Threado. So let's switch gears and go back to product and, and engineering. Um, Abhishek, what, what is an exciting feature um, you know, what's, what's one specific or one or two specific examples that you have in mind, um, about features that you guys shipped in the last six, seven months that you're excited about? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, almost all the features are quite interesting and exciting to build, but uh, if I have to pick, uh, a couple, like, uh, uh, one of the key, like in highly complex and challenging thing, uh, which we built at Thredo is the core data integration platform. So right now we are able to uh, integrate with Slack, Discord, GitHub, Discourse, and Twitter. And uh, we are able to ingest live uh, real-time events uh, from all these external systems uh, at uh, a very high scale and able to update Threado at real-time and show that to our end users. So that uh, platform is quite... uh, and it's taken a lot of effort to build and it's still quite challenging to maintain. So, so that is one. And the other thing is, uh, automations like, uh, automation is what, uh, brings thread to life mm-hmm. and, uh, you can like, it's so fascinating to see the complex workflows you can build and how it provides value to the end customer. So I think, uh, automation is one of the more, <laughs> most loved feature, uh, which all of our customers enjoy. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so wanted to, wanted to throw some light on you on engineering as well, because I feel like Thread has got such a sexy potential with community going on and there's marketing. There was all this side project led marketing. And I think, um, wanted to make sure that even product and engineering is the unsung heroes are appreciated too. Um, so back, back to your promote, I, um, w- we just announced the latest round, the, you know, you just talked about that at the beginning. Um, can you give us an insight into how this fundraising round came about? What were one or two um, lessons or key learnings you have that, you know, you want to share with um, people who are also fundraising? Sure. Um, I, I, it's a couple of things uh, to set context. So we, 
were initially bootstrapped, uh, right? So the the and this is an important question I think for founders is when for how long were you bootstrapped? For close to a year until we had a prototype of the current version of uh, Threado, right? So, but I think each founder's right. context is different. Uh, each startup's context is different. Like for us, the approach that we've taken was let's land on that pull, like, you know, from an idea standpoint that, uh, um, you know, are we seeing that pull and, you know, have we landed on something that uh, people want, like to the persona that we are building it for and and then get into a fundraise uh, rather than raise to build product, right? Um, and, and uh, but yeah, like it, it could be something different for others depending on the situation, right? So, but for us, yeah, that was uh, a journey to get to that point and then do the fundraise. Um, the fundraise process itself, I'd say, yeah, it, uh, and we like with most things, we learn it like by doing obviously, but um, I, I think for founders, it's important to run it as a tight like process. Um, and um, yeah, we learned it mm. like from our angels and, you know, Abhishek Goel, for example, he was one of our first supporters, um, gave a lot of inputs on how we should think about fundraise. And, and my recommendation is always to run it like a tight process, like practice a lot. And, you know, it's important to uh, be uh, concise in packaging the value that you uh, are like, you know, what you're building, what's the vision, uh, what is the problem that you're solving um, versus just going into the details of it, right? Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, running it as a tight process. So, and then second, the, the, sorry, the last aspect is like, you know, I, I strongly believe in engineering serendipity. Um, I think a lot of things that have happened at Threado, um, be it, you know, how we started, um, or even like, you know, Shalini who joined us as the first employee or like finding Abhishek, or, you know, collaborating with Michael on side projects, or even like finding Sharat, it was all like engineering serendipity, like, you know, being, um, always like on switched on and like looking for, I mean, like, you know, just being out there, like talking to people, um, getting signals and like, you know, the more you, um, are open about what you're building, the more people will like either come back to you or, or give you some feedback. Right. Um, and with fundraising, that's what happened as well. So I happened to connect with, um, Vishal, who was earlier at uh, SoftBank, and he was my batchmate from IIT Kharagpur. Um, I connected him after uh, with him like after years, and he loved what um, you know what we were thinking about and the idea. And uh, over a weekend, said that yeah, he wanted to commit as an angel, and then he connected me to uh, Piyush uh, from Vertex, um, Vertex Ventures, and um, and then like you know had a chat with. Uh, Piyush and, um, uh, you know, multiple chats over a span of three days. Um, and that's another thing that I, I think like has been consistent with Threado is it's about engineering serendipity and also velocity, uh, like being very intentional about things. Mm -hmm. So, and I really appreciate when other people are also very intentional. So, uh, it, it just, you just like are jamming and like things like, you know, keep happening. Um, and with most of the investors that we have on board, we felt that like, whether it is, you know, with Vertex as well, it was a matter of three days, we were available for multiple calls and then we closed it extremely like, you know, quickly with whatever data was needed. Uh, same with Gemba Capital. Um, they were one of our earliest backers um, and uh, they were in touch with us since the early days. And, and the moment we decided to raise, like it was uh, uh, like, you know, in a span of, I think five days we had three meetings and we closed it. Um, 
Yeah, so I think running it as a tight process, engineering serendipity, and and being very intentional, um, and not and and some of the process is boring. Like the way it's like you're pitching the same thing for like you know n number of times, um, but it's important to understand that the other person is hearing it for the first time. So <laughs> it, it, right. you can't like you know it's new to them. Away. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was my right. no one specific. Uh, I think. Sorry, go ahead. No, thanks for sharing. One specific question that I think comes to mind, uh, a lot of founders may struggle with this was, you know, would be around rejections. Mm -hmm. What what was your, like, how did, how did you handle rejections during fundraising? Yeah. So um, I, I don't think it's just the fundraising part where you face rejections, right? Like in a lot of uh, the startup journey is like, um, there are more downs than ups to be honest. Right. And uh, I think, uh, um, that's that's how it is and uh, the ups can be uh, uh, you know like a step change right um, so the 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 concept of compounding applies here as well so if you're at it if you show up every day um, it's not about like taking it personally you, you just need to think about okay what could have gone better then right so i think like abhishek and i had a very simple process after every meeting we just like go over if it was a rejection then what could have been done better like you know and we kept upping our pitch and like you know kept at it kept at it and then it worked it's the same thing with the product like it's same thing with hiring right now um or with any aspect of the business i think and um we've also uh one thing which we haven't really touched upon is we built a team which actually has this core dna that they like show up every day uh there are a lot of downs, but the ups are like accelerating and like, you know, it um, takes like, and, and that, that philosophy we apply here as well, like whoever is coming on board, like who we hire, like, you know, the idea is can like we build the team that elevates itself and, and keeps going, right? Um, so I think endurance is a core part of like startup. So um, yeah, I, I think it's it's fine. Like we're, we're now very used to like rejections, and I think it's more about learning from uh, what did not work. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I love it. I mean, I think that's you know that brings us to almost the end of the podcast. Um, if there's one, if there's one thing I could maybe ask the three of you, you know, we can do a round robin, um, and then we can wrap with that. Is um, let's start with Sharath. You know, what's one message you have about Threado that you want to share um, with community builders who might be listening to this, your target customers? You know, that message could be about the team, about the vision. What are you excited about? Imagine you're speaking directly to the community managers or community builders who are listening to this. What would you say? Well, that's a tough one. <laughs> I didn't prepare for that. <laughs> and thanks for... I had to throw in his finger somewhere. Thanks, thanks for putting me, you know, uh, taking the shot. <laughs> I feel... In the hot seat now. Uh, let me think. I think uh, we're just like, kind, like I said, we're kind of like creating a category, you know, with product, with, uh, with these community initiatives. And all we want is, you know, we want to like spend time with you, community managers, builders, creators, whoever it is, the founder. And we want to understand what you want. Fundamentally, we'll be like, chasing you, asking curious questions and specific questions so that we can solve your problems, right? So uh, I would say try Threado. Uh, go to threado.com. It's, it's, it's live. Everybody can access the platform. Hook up your Slack, Discord, whatever the community you have. Ha have that integration set up. And, you know, uh, tell us what went bad and what, what 
you think is great for us so that we'll double down on that like on that feedback and make the product better uh and yeah share share the stories you know we'll be like also uh trying to like champion our customers that's one thing i want to do uh is to highlight their case studies and how they use threader to like up their community game uh but yeah i i feel like that's that's more importantly like that you know try threado and let us know Oh, that was uh, well said. I know you were not prepared for it, but you know, maybe uh, Pramod can now, uh, you know, add some flavor to this too. Pramod, what do you want to say? Yeah, um, I let Abhishek go first, and let me take. Okay, let's go, Abhishek. He's passing the hot seat to you, man. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, see, uh, I don't know. I mean, what's the right thing to say? But uh, what I obsess over every day, like uh, how how. how can i build a platform which can make it super easy for anyone to start a community and run and scale it so this is what i think each and every day and if yeah if i have to go and pitch thread to anybody else just say that that we will make it super easy for you to start a community to run your community and make it super easy to grow your let's say your business on top of your community that would be my message that's awesome promote what about you bring it home yeah so um no pressure building is like hard and and i've uh, like even at zomato like when i didn't know it was community building but you know it involved like brick by brick building like it would take 6 to 18 months for the community to really take off uh, so it takes a lot of time and effort and i think any community builder um is really a superhero in in a sense right and uh, um, they take on a lot they they're literally enabling connections enabling people to add value to each other working in the background to do that and um i think they deserve a lot of unfair advantages and and you know that's what we are you know we built a great team to actually help do that right you know uh, it's a hard problem to solve uh, but it's a essential problem to solve today because community is a core like it's a must have for every company or every organization right so two product like if you look at any category products are similar but the network effects is what like you know uh builds the long lasting companies right so these people like community builders who um do it day and night and they need better like infrastructure better tools better education better support and and you know we want to be not just like from a product standpoint but we we want to be that you know a, like we want to champion like community builders right and be there for them uh, no matter what right so that's like just my message that yeah like you know we are there uh, for the long run helping uh, uh, community builders um, really succeed and that's what we'd love to see like a future um, where every business is community led and uh, yeah let's make it happen <laughs> love that Thank you for sharing it and you know it's it's inspired me a little bit you know I just got a little goosebumps when you said that towards the end how they are like superheroes in the struggle because I've been in those shoes I built several no code communities and sometimes the uh, creator communities um and now I'm starting one more here at day one so I that's so true it takes a lot of time a lot more than people actually think um and it's lost a lot of the work is actually underappreciated even within your own community because they you know they get value and they you know maybe they'll say um a little thank you here and there but majority the lion share of the work that you put in is you're doing it because you love the community 
you're not expecting a thank you. You're just doing it because it's the right thing to do and you want to help them. And so it's usually underappreciated. And to have a company in the niche who, to, who actually gets this and to even speak the language at this level, I think is already a, a massive, um, you know, differentiator in my view. The other thing that I that came to mind when I thought about the way you phrased the last part, promote, and hopefully this can be an odd star in a good way is I think up until Stripe came around, um, there was no one, um, like there was no, like there was no developer friendly company. I think the world has ever seen the way that Stripe has done it, right? Stripe is the world's most developer friendly company, partly because they get it. They don't, not, they're not doing it for the flash or the hype. I think they simply deeply get it. And so they built the infrastructure that removes any amount of hassle from developers around the world. And they started with payments, of course, but they have Atlas. They have so many suite of products eventually that basically I, the way, the, the moment I think about developer friendly tools, Stripe comes to mind, even though there's millions of others. I think there's an opportunity here for Thredo to create something like that for community builders. And it's a tiny niche now. It's not as big as developers, but in the next 10 years, 15, 20 years, I think community builders, community operators will become such a powerful function within a company and organization that they will require this level of tooling expansion and evolution. And so you guys are perfectly positioned for that potential, for that promise. It's a gigantic Herculean, you know, responsibility and task, but I'm pumped for you and all of you uh, that you are taking up such a, an inspiring thing to do and rooting for you from, from, uh, from the sidelines. All right. Thanks everybody for joining. Thank you, Abhishek. Thank you, Shara. Thank you, Promote. And uh, we'll call Absolutely. this a wrap. Good. Thanks, Thanks for having us, KP.